0: Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned in to another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started... Um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if you all are familiar or not with Prize platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a hundred percent instant match deposit of up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred back. Let's say you deposit fifty, you get fifty back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys: you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections more or less, um, you get up to twenty-five percent or twenty-five times. Money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28 and a half points, LeBron over seven and a half rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86 and a half rush yards. And let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on and on and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR anything you could possibly want it is on there i promise guys prize picks is available in your state download the app to check and make sure it's in your state once again use code tp3bets it takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit it's easy withdraw easy deposit once again use code tp3bets if you want to sign up for prize picks Okay, guys, second sponsor of the show we have is SoBet. That's SoBet.io. The link is in my bio on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at TP3Bets. But y'all don't even know what SoBet is yet, man. It is the best value in sports betting. There's over 38 other handicappers on there like myself. It's $10 a month, and you get all those bets. Let's say you don't want to tail me. You can tail somebody else on the website. Everybody over there is winning. Everyone's putting in great work. You get every single bet explained, like me and Ben break down for you guys on these podcasts. Might as well go ahead and do it for only $10 a month. Might as well sign up, try a month, say you don't like it. It's all good, guys. But, yeah, so bet. Go over there, get at them. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. As always, I'm your host, Thomas Penley, coming to you live in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's episode, guys, coming to you guys on August 15th, we have a very special guest. It is the SEC Podcast as you all always know, Ben Gorwitz is on here. Ben, say what's up to the people real
1: quick. This will be an exciting one, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, and Those of you all who have listened to us over the years, you all know what we do for the SEC podcast. We have none other than the guy formerly known as Yardage Locks, currently known as Yard on Twitter. We consider him one of our SEC specialists. We've none other than Cody Hardage. Cody, how are we doing today, man?
2: Doing good. Always good to be on the pod once a year. Um, miss you guys looking forward to talking football
0: yeah we miss you too cody trust me guys our our group chats are jumping whether it's during the braves whether we're talking football whether we're talking shit about something else in sports always going off so we got a great one cooked up for y'all today as y'all know we run down every single team in the conference obviously we're not going to waste all this time on teams like vanderbilt and missouri but we got some good stuff for y'all today let's get down to it we're going to start things out in an absolute loaded sec west with the reigning sec west champions that would be the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers begin the season taking on my Florida State Seminoles on Sunday. Other than that, they they play cupcakes out of conference schedule with Grambling and Army and Georgia State. They have a pretty tough in conference schedule. Luckily, though, they get a play. They all they're they get a play uh, Florida at home, which is one of their crossover games. Their other crossover game is also going to be a cupcake from the from the other side at Missouri. They do have to go at. Um, Alabama and at Ole Miss Cody we'll start out with you since you're the guest how do you think this is going to go for LSU this upcoming campaign
2: I apologize I was unmuting myself Um, so I think LSU is going to have a fantastic year Uh, I predict them to actually win the West um, and I have them going to the final four which is ballsy of me Um, I know Ben might be like "Eh, what what are you talking about I actually have two teams going to the the final four this year and I can speak on that later um, but I think uh, LSU will go <laughs> – it's, it's, it's risky. I, I think they're going to go 11-1 of some sort. I think they might either lose to FSU or lose to you know, UGA and the SEC Championship, one or the other. Um, I think if LSU goes undefeated and they lose to UGA, I personally think they're in. Um, and so that's, that's kind of a route I am. I'm very high on LSU. Um, that's my, my favorite team. I think Brian Kelly uh, is an incredible coach going into year two. Harold Perkins on the end on the defensive side, Um, Brian Kelly's offensive, you know, weapons finally be able to learn his offense. Um, That week one against FSU is going to be a heck of a game. Uh, I'm not betting it. I don't know which side that's going to go, but it's going to be fun to watch for sure.
0: Uh, Ben, we go to you, man. We know you're the Alabama guy. What do you think about about this upcoming season for LSU?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty hard to argue that this is not the most talented team in the West. I think the most talented team in the West on paper, um, experience at quarterback, NFL talent at receiver, Malik Neighbors is, gotta be the best returning guy in the SEC at the wide receiver position, that guy is unbelievable, I guess you could put Nia Smith from A&M up there, but... Yeah, I think week one will be interesting. You guys already touched on it. They play FSU. uh, Is that in Orlando this year? Is that where that is? Yeah,
0: it's in Orlando.
1: Yeah, no one's season's over whoever loses that game. Obviously, it's not a conference game. I think that Alabama and LSU could possibly lose the same amount of games this season. Obviously, foreshadowing to that game in Tuscaloosa this year, uh, that'll break the tiebreaker in my opinion, or at least could break the tiebreaker. Uh, this team's first or second in the West. I guess I'll get to it at the very end of where I have LSU finishing, but I think they got one of the best quarterbacks in this division. I think they got one of the best coaches in the country. I think they got some of the best receivers in this conference. It's a loaded team. Non-skill players, they got the best player in the country in Harold Perkins, who doesn't need two more years of football, and he's going to get two more years of football. Defensive line is back to being what you're accustomed to seeing LSU being. They're going to have a couple, at least one first-round pick on that side. Um, This team's really good. It's just, I think it comes down. I want to see what they look like week one against Florida State, and I want to see what they look like in Tuscaloosa. Other than that, I don't think their schedule presents a ton of challenges. Um, Actually, I don't really think they present a challenge at all, to be honest with you.
2: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, at man. Bama's the only thing. I was going to say, at Bama's the only big game. I mean, outside of FSU, uh, I, I was miss just looking at their easy, schedule. <sighs> I don't buy Ole Miss. They're poverty.
0: Fair, fair. They're poverty. Even, program. We'll, get, we'll a poverty get to them. I mean, always has been. And I'll <laughs> rant on it later. <laughs> hey, we'll be looking forward to that one. They don't have a quarterback. Bookmark that, guys. we got a rant coming later on Ole we'll Miss and Lane Kiffin. Look, guys, I think if we look at this team, the way we looked at them last year is we all kind of came on here and said we didn't know what to expect, but we knew one thing for sure, that Brian Kelly's a good coach. Brian Kelly blew it out of the water with what he did in his first season. Team played pretty well in one-score games as well, even though you could argue that they they were that missed field goal against um, Florida State first game of the season from possibly going to the Final Four. I think LSU's going to be really good. Daniels played above his head last year, and I think he took the next step in his development. He had 0.6 turnover-worthy plays last season. I have a little bit of questions in the secondary. Apparently they had to kick off one of their better players. Another guy already broke his foot. Mason Smith, defensive tackle. He got hurt celebrating a play in the Florida State game. This guy really didn't play last year. He's an absolute beast up front. His defense is going to be nasty. They were top 10 in EPA per play last year. The roster is beyond stack. They also brought in this linebacker, Spates, from Oregon State, who graded out as one of the best linebackers in all of college football just to make him better. I'm picking this team to win the West as well. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I mean, I feel like with all the turmoil last year, we saw the Brian Kelly effect. We've known, we've seen, I mean, I would argue LSU puts the best players in the NFL out of any team in college football. I know Ben's going to have something to say about that, but I would argue that them and Alabama put the best players in the league, and the fact that they actually have a comparable coach down there, a guy who's a top-five coach in all of college football, puts LSU a rank up for me. I think it's LSU is looking pretty stout this season. Um, We'll keep it moving, though, guys. I know we can sit here and debate LSU all day, but we got a lot of teams to get to, to say the least we'll go with Ben's boys the alabama crimson time that's where you got to go they're the preseason number 4 obviously bryce young's on his way out and we got a lot of questions about who will be starting at quarterback they got back five starters as well on both sides of the ball they play the eighth hardest schedule in all of college football alabama though luckily starts the season out with middle tennessee state we'll find out what they're made of quick as they take on texas in the second game of the season then a weird one with at south florida in the SEC, they do have to go at Texas A&M and at Auburn to finish off the season. Big time that they get Tennessee and LSU and Ole Miss all at the house. Ben, you're our Alabama expert, man. Who's going to start at quarterback week one?
1: It's looking like Jalen Milrow. Don't ask me to comment on how I feel on it because I don't have an opinion. I, the way that I see the quarterback room is I don't think any of them are – Elite. I don't think any of them are going to be the main reason why Alabama could win the West or the SEC or the national championship. I think they need everyone else around them to step up. The problem with that is we didn't see that they hadn't. They had an elite quarterback last year in Bryce Young, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in school history. They didn't have the receivers around them. They couldn't make enough plays. They stood. They have. Most of those receivers back, they added a couple from Juco. Um, Again, who's going to step up at the receiver position? What is the offense going to look like? The offensive line right now, talking. They're talking more than I prefer my teams to talk. It's going to be actions speak louder than words for me this season. They say they want to run the ball down people's throats this year, get back to that old school Bama. Let's see it because... The offensive linemen are there. J.C. Latham is – they're kind of deciding where he's going to play. Left tackle, right tackle. He's going to be a first-round pick. I think this offensive line could have three All-Americans uh, with Tyler Booker, and who's a guard, and Seth McLaughlin at yeah. center. They should be able to run the football because they have a stable of running backs who are all capable. If Jalen Milrow is the quarterback week one and for most of the season, he obviously can make plays with his legs, at some point he's going to have to make a throw. We didn't see it last year. Now, he obviously has a whole offseason to get better. It seems like, from what I'm reading, he is getting better. Is it good enough? So, the problem that I see with this team, and if you look at the schedule, uh, thanks for pointing out that the schedule is hard because people seem to think Bama plays nobody year in, year out. I see four possible games that can result in a loss. I think Texas and Tuscaloosa could be a loss. I think at Texas A&M could be a loss. I think... Tennessee or Arkansas even though they're both in Tuscaloosa and then obviously LSU you play at Auburn too where I can confirm there's some voodoo magic in that stadium every time Alabama goes there I think there's four possible games they can lose if you don't get consistent quarterback play you're probably losing half of those games that I mentioned even though three of them are at home I don't know what to think about this team are they good enough to win the West yeah I think they're good enough to win the West they're not the most talented team in the West. First time in a long time, I think I'm saying that. I, I have confidence in this team that they can win the West, possibly win the SEC. I just don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what Milro looks like. I don't know how much you can trust him. I don't know how much the playbook is open. Is he going to be the quarterback or the running quarterback where he looks at one guy and just tries to take off running? I don't think you can win that way. So, A lot of question marks with Alabama. Um, the good news is the offensive line and defensive line should be very good. And I guess that could be weird to say losing a guy like Will Anderson, but the depth that they have this year at outside linebacker slash edge rusher is insane. Uh, both starting cornerbacks are back. They have a f- true freshman in Caleb Downs who's being compared to Minka Fitzpatrick, not just by Alabama people nationally. He's supposed to be that good. I think the defense should be good. You just got to be able to You got to to be able to throw the football. We don't know if Alabama can throw the football. So it's going to be weird. I think they finished first or second. I'll let you know where at the very end.
0: Yeah, um, Ben, so I'm not going to lie, going into this season with Alabama, I think there's a lot of question marks. This season kind of reminds me of the Coker and Sims year at quarterback. The way I look at things for Bama at this point in time, I actually think that they're trying to make Ty Simpson come in here and earn it. Typically, Alabama doesn't want to let a true freshman start. He's not game, earning it. Think if one, yeah, that's what I've been hearing. But at the same time, I just don't think Milrow has the arm talent. And I don't think Tyler Buckner's fitted offense. I think Buckner's in here because of he's Reese. Got a zero, he knows, yeah, he's got a 0% yeah, chance. Yeah, he knows Reese's offense. But ultimately, though, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, Tommy Reese doesn't really run the type of offense that Alabama runs. I mean, typically it was just either let Ian Book run the ball or give the ball to the running back. I don't know if that's necessarily going to work. Maybe, maybe Saban's trying to get back to running the ball. They say that he's going to run the same playbook, though. So... That part is really interesting to me. Kevin Steele takes over on the defense. I'm challenging Dallas Turner, Ben. He was a huge recruit coming out of college. I want to see him come in and be a game wrecker. I felt like he was just out there a lot, and he didn't actually take over a game like he needs to. I'm challenging him. I want to see him step up here, get it done. Ultimately, I think Alabama loses two to three games this season. I still think, I don't think it's going to be like some people think. I've heard people saying they're going to only win a games this year. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. You still have Nick Saban. I think that it's tough that you Listen, people, in the second week of the season and you have a new head coach. What were you going to say, Ben?
1: People were saying last year was a bad year for Alabama. They graded out top five in almost every category yeah. nationally. Uh, the difference with Blake Sims, I don't hate the necessarily comparison. He wasn't unknown. He had Calvin Ridley.
0: That is true. And that was the other thing I was going to say. I don't think Calvin Ridley. No, one one
1: of them had Amari Cooper. Yeah,
0: I don't see but Amari Cooper. Simpson, Calvin Ridley. Yep, yeah, Devonta Smith. Um, who's the other one? Jalen Waddle. Like, I don't see any of those wide receivers over here for Alabama. I just They think don't have Alabama... a first-round receiver. Exactly. Alabama still has Nick Saban, and I feel like when everybody counts out Saban, which is the sentiment I've been gathering, is a dumb thing to do. I'm saying Alabama loses two to three games this upcoming season, though. Cody, what do you think?
2: I think Ben's analysis was right. I mean, both of you guys are. Um, Alabama – with the non-biased aside as an Auburn fan. I think you know this is the first time in ten years. I would say that we have a team with expectations that aren't a national championship, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting, right? So, what are how are the players going to react? How are the fans going to react after a loss? Um, Not well. I actually, I don't, I don't actually see that's what made Alabama great. Uh, that's what This is what I always say. Alabama never really went undefeated often. They always had one loss and won a national championship. I think they, correct me if wrong, two undefeated seasons under Saban's career. Um, maybe not, but... I think um, one or two. Right, yeah. And I know the Texas team was undefeated, but outside of that, I, I don't recall. Um, the team they beat, Cole McCoy, whatever. Uh, I, I think what made Nick Saban and Alabama great in the past is when they had a loss, they came out and won the next five games by 50-plus points. And they proved a point. I don't know if they have that anymore. Personally, we'll find out. Um, I, as a true college fan, um, I have Alabama going ten and two. Um, I have them a I have their ceiling being nine and three with their ceiling being nine. And three, I can't speak. Four. Their, bo- their <laughs> the ceiling being eleven and one. The bottom being nine and three. Um, I, I do think. The Auburn-Alabama game is going to be uh, the, the possible third loss uh, because of how well Auburn does play at home against them. Um, LSU is up there. Um, and I do think Texas A&M will get it done. I'm not worried about Texas at, at home week two. I think Alabama will take care of them. They don't lose at Brian Denny often. Um, like ever. That's not talked about enough. Um, so for me, I think Auburn has a chance being at home. I'll give us a 30% chance, 35-40, depending on how we are. I think AM has their best chance with LSU of beating beating Alabama this year.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Obviously, Bama plays a stacked-up schedule. Those are the two big dogs we've got. To good thing is here. most
1: of those hard games are at home.
0: Yeah, That's what no, that say. is a huge thing at all home. home. Yeah, you can't argue with having them at home. Um, you know, there's a lot of different directions we can go in for this next team. Cody hinted at it, though. I'm kind of interested to hear what his rant is, so let's talk about the Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss has nine starters back on the offensive side of the ball, seven on defense. They have nearly 80% of their production back on the offensive side of the ball. This team was number one overall last year in college football outside of service academy teams in running the football. Uh, they got Judkins back it looks like on top of the fact they have Spencer Sanders that Dart is going to be the day one starting quarterback they open the season off against Mercer then they go on the road at Tulane which is interesting then after that they play Georgia Tech and it's time to get things ramped up because they go on the road to play Alabama then they play LSU not to mention they have to go at Auburn at Georgia they also play Texas A&M and Arkansas obviously because those are in divisional teams Cody let's hear the rant man we're all waiting
2: I mean, I, I, my thing is about Ole Miss, right? Mm-hmm. You hear They talk a lot of those fans. I think I said this exact same right last year, and I'll do it again. Ole Miss fans talk like they, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say Alabama. They talk like they're Auburn. They talk like they have even a trophy in their case. They talk like they've won an SEC championship before, or even let alone won the West. Ole Miss has never won the SEC West in their school's history. Put that in
1: perspective. They've never at, been to the SEC championship. Never been That's to the SEC crazy.
2: championship, but winning the West, they've actually been in the SEC championship in the past histories before the divisions. I got yeah. humbled by an Ole Miss fan, but you know. Anyways,
1: since uh, it's m- yeah. been moved to Atlanta, which is since like it's moved to Atlanta, Ole Miss
2: has never played an SEC championship. This year, looking at their schedule, I do not see how they even get eight wins at the at the top. I see them going seven and five, six and six. Personally, I think Jackson Dart is extremely overrated. I think Ole Miss's defense is going to be trash like it always is. It's going to be a bottom half SEC team giving up 25 to 30 points a game to high high caliber teams, and can Lane Kiffin's team keep up? I don't know. Will he go for it on fourth and nine every other possession? I don't know. I think Lane Kiffin got paid, and now he doesn't really care that much. I'll be honest, and as an Auburn fan, I'm saying it. I am blessed we have Hugh Freeze over him. I'm very, very happy we made that decision. I do think we were going after Lane Kiffin first, and it just happened to Work out that way. But I don't see Ole Miss doing better than six and six, seven and five at their best, eight and four. Simple as that. And I think they'll get their ass whooped by Alabama week four or whatever it is. They're going to lose to Auburn on the road. They're going to lose to Georgia. They're going to lose to AM. They'll probably lose to Mississippi State on the road. Like, this, no. What are we talking about?
1: (laughs) I'm the same way. I I got Ole Ole Miss finishing sixth. Uh, in the oh. SEC West this year. Listen, they say Dart's playing quarterback. That can change by week three. There's a reason why he brought in two other guys, right? There's mm-hmm. also a reason why Tyler Buckner is on Alabama staff. Or not staff, on their roster. He's bringing them in for a reason. Jackson Dart wasn't... I wouldn't say he was all that great last year. He... I had it earlier. 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions... Just under a thousand yards, he was seventh in the SEC in quarterback rating. That's that's not. I wouldn't consider that getting it done. There's 14 teams in the SEC. That's he's dead in the middle. So I don't think that's necessarily getting done. I think they are going to be worse. Like Cody uh, alluded at this year, they got Pete Golding as their defensive coordinator. That's coming in from Alabama. If you want to know, if you really want to know. And Cody, you can chime in here since you're the actual one on here that played football. No, no, no.
2: Pete Golding, what a hire, right? Alabama's just yeah.
1: <laughs> Cody, I'd love for you to chime in here. They played it since Kiffin's been the head coach there. Their defensive um, formation, their main formation was a 3-2-6, meaning you get an extra DB on the field. The SEC is literally known for having the most physical offensive linemen out of any conference, outside of schools like maybe Michigan and Ohio State. But conference-wise, the SEC has always been the biggest and the baddest in the trenches. Cody, if you have an extra DB on the field, are teams typically better or worse against the run?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's pretty <laughs> Especially teams against Alabama, right? They're going to focus on meeting up their offensive line and pounding it down their throat. They're going to be averaging seven yards a carry.
1: But so a listen— so they're going from a three-two-six to, uh, I'm assuming, a 3-4. That's what Golding was kind of uh, known for. But they don't have the recruits to play a 3-4 yet. You can get as many as you want in the transfer portal. You're not getting an overhaul in defensive players at Ole Miss. That's just not how it works. I, I have them finishing sixth. Um, that's, second to, that's second to worst in the West. I think they easily could finish worst in the West. Um you know, Kiffin's an interesting one. I don't necessarily disagree with Cody when he says he's already been paid. Does he care? If Good luck getting inside Lane Kiffin's mental space because he's a troll one minute and then he tries to be serious and he's like, why doesn't anyone take me seriously? It's like, because you were just telling Paul Feinbaum, fuck you on Twitter. It's like, so I think, I, I do think Junkins, uh, what's, uh am blanking on his name. Uh, Quinshawn Junkins. I think he's the best running back in the SEC. I Man. saw enough from his true freshman season. He ran all over Alabama, really ran all over every team he played. I think that's great. I think they don't have great consistency play at quarterback. I think they have an awful defense, and I think they have a coach that doesn't make good decisions.
0: Ben, a Cody, I think a lot of what And Auburn know, got
1: the better coach.
0: Auburn? I mean, look, I, I, I we'll get to Hugh Freeze. I think he's had a hell of a coach, though. If y'all remember, though, last year Ole Miss had this thing rolling. At one point in time, I believe they were it was either seven and zero or eight zero. Then they lost at LSU. They beat Texas A and M. Then they played Alabama basically down to the last possession, and then took some tough l's after that when the train came off the tracks. That doesn't happen. Who knows what Ole Miss could have done? They could have won nine, ten games last year. I'm not I'm saying they're going to the SEC championship or anything. I think this team's going to win nine games though. I love the production they have returning on offense. I think Spencer Sanders can add a lot to the run game, especially if he takes over. Dart looks like he's gotten better though, so I think Dart's still going to be that starting quarterback. I think Judkins, though, like Ben said, he's one of the best running backs in the nation. He's going to run all over opposing defenses. I think that Lane Kiffin, though, has really settled into his own here at Ole Miss. I think he's figured out what he wants to do. He has this offense humming. And I think the fact, like this might be stupid, but the fact that he came out and posted his girlfriend who's like 22 years old on social media, I think just goes to show you how comfortable he is right now. He doesn't have that hanging over his head that he might go to Auburn or go somewhere else. I think Lane Kiffin is comfortable, and he's ready to cook here. I think Lane Kiffin is was destined to be one of the best coaches in college football. And I think Kiffin's going to come out here and win nine games with this Ole Miss team. They have so much production back on offense. I think that they're going to have a great season.
2: All right, I'm going to call your ass out. Who's What's the nine wins they got? And also, I'm going to comment on last year. They lost by 15 points to Arkansas, lost by 25 to LSU, lost to Mississippi State at home, and lost to Texas Tech by 17.
0: Yeah, the end of the season, though, is when it came off the track. So they're going to go – they lost. They start out season three and zero for sure this year. They'll lose to Alabama, lose to LSU. They're going to beat Arkansas. They're going to win at Auburn. They'll beat Vandy, Texas A&M, and Georgia. Okay, so I'm going to say eight wins. Or they're going between Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, and Georgia. They'll win one of those games. They're going. They're okay. going nine and three.
2: That's fair. You're you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs>
1: they're going. Nine, I uh. Three.
0: I like what they I got. I think it's.
1: I think it's less than three years until Lane Kiffin's rumored at another job again. Maybe less, less than two. I, why would you believe a word? I love Lane Kiffin, love him. I would never want him coaching the team that I root for.
0: Hey, we'll see, you, Ben. No, don't speak into existence. Who knows? He could be at Alabama. We'll take one day. him as
1: your OC any day, though. I yeah. would take him as my OC, not Thomas, as my head coach. He's a play
2: caller, Thomas. To your point, like from that aspect, play calling, he's elite, man. He's fantastic.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ole Miss. I really do think they're one of the more interesting teams in the SEC's upcoming season. We've been chugging along, guys. We haven't said anything about Cody's boys. I'm going to jump Texas A&M and bring up Auburn first. Cody, let's talk about him, man. We've talked about him a thousand times so far. We've hinted at it enough. Hugh Freeze is coming in as the new head coach. He really hit the transfer portal. Jarquez Hunter will be back. Got quarterback controversy as well. There's eight starters back on offense, nine starters back on defense overall. Pretty easy confer- or out-of-conference schedule playing UMass, at Cal, Samford. Obviously, you have to play at Texas A&M, at LSU, which is never fun um, you get Alabama at home New Mexico State should be an easy one Cody what do you think is going to happen and who will be playing quarterback for y'all week one
2: uh, I think Peyton Thorne will be our quarterback uh, from Michigan State where um, I think this all comes down to the similar story on Alabama right I, obviously we don't have the same talent right now we are recruiting well which is exciting um, Peyton Thorne had an incredible freshman season at Michigan State I think he led them to a 10-2 and two season to a power five bowl Chick-fil-A bowl um, and then last year really struggled at Michigan state. Um, I do think based on what Hugh Freeze is saying, he's the right fit for his offense. Kind of like a Chad Kelly esque player uh, runs, you know, like a four, seven, four, six pocket passer makes right decisions. And is a good leader, let's minus the Chad Kelly leader part. But um, I have us, uh, I have our ceiling at eight and four um, with us at the worst going six and six. Uh, but I really do think we will surprise some people. Um, we have a really tough schedule and I laugh. This is actually the easiest schedule in like 10 years for us. And it's not easy, but not having an out of conference team that's difficult is, is really nice to see. Um, I do think we'll, I, what I'm going to say is, is we're playing at A&M and then we have Georgia at home. And then at LSU, I have us winning one of those. Let's say Georgia's not one of them. Um, I think we'll get our butt whoops by Georgia at home. I think we might surprise some people. It is Carson Beck's first away game in the sec will be at Auburn. Uh Hugh Freeze will have the crowd ready. The crowd will be ready to roll. Um, Tyler sure, Prescott will have the crowd ready. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Georgia will turn up the Jets around the second half against us, but I think we will make it somewhat of a game. Um AM, look man, I, I know we don't want to talk about them. I, I don't I don't I don't know what to say about them. Like could could Auburn go into AM and win? I've seen it happen before. We actually have a really good record at college station. Um but based on the talent they have and the coaching staff they have they, sh- like, they should win the SEC West, um, but I don't see it happening just because they're Texas A&M. And I, I'm going to say the F word. I fucking hate Jimbo Fisher. Um, cannot stand that man. And I <laughs> I don't know why any player would ever want to play I for see. him. Why would anyone want to play for him? It, I, I don't get it. You're an, a 16-year-old kid like getting recruited by, oh, good old Jimbo, come to College Station. I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Anyways, going into Auburn. Um, I keep going on my rants here. I'm sorry, guys. I have us going eight and four. I have us... Well, I'll read the schedule off. Uh, UMass W, Cal W, Sanford W, A&M. Oh, you guys ready for this? a and W, Georgia L, LSU L, Ole Miss W, Mississippi State W, Vanderbilt W, at Arkansas L, Mississippi State, and then Alabama L, but I want to say W. I'm just being realistic here. I think we will not get it done this year against Alabama, but we're a couple years away
0: from being back. Cody, look, I think that Auburn did all the right Jarque things. West, I'm sorry here. to cut you off, Thomas.
2: Jarquez Hunter. Um, I know we're talking about Ole Miss's running back. Um, I really think we're going to see Jarquez pop off this year. Um, I'm talking like a 12, 1300 yard season. I think Hugh Freeze is really going to utilize him. You're going to see 25 to 30, 30 carries a game out of him. Um, we got four new offensive linemen out of the portal. Uh, that was the biggest issue on our team last year, and I, I really do think we'll see a different Auburn team in the Not the wins and losses totally, but I think the vibe around the planes are pretty, pretty substantially different. And I think, you know, having the fans involved and the support behind Hugh Freeze, uh, it's pretty telling seeing just all the money flow into the university.
0: Yeah, and Cody, to echo what you just said, I agree, honestly, on everything. I'm actually pretty high on Auburn this season. I think Auburn wins, I think they have guaranteed six wins on their schedule, and I think seven to eight could possibly happen. Depending. I mean, Hugh Freeze, we've seen what he can do in the SEC. He pulled off some huge wins when he had Old Miss. He took the program to new heights. I think Hugh Freeze is not getting enough credit. This reminds me almost, I mean, obviously the program's not in as much of a shit show as it was when that Mike Norvell came into Florida State, but like, Brian Harsin reminds me almost of what happened when FSU hired Willie Taggart. Like, he clearly wasn't the right head coach. Now you bring in Hugh Freeze is one of the best coaches. I mean, look what Hugh Freeze did beating Arkansas when he was at Liberty. Now what is he going to do in the SEC with the talent that Auburn has? I think the quarterback situation uh, – right now I'm hearing Robbie Ashford's going to be the starter, which, I mean, I think Hugh Freeze could do a lot on the ground with him and uh, Hunter running the ball together. I wouldn't be shocked to see Thorne get in there and get some playing time. Ultimately, though, Auburn was also
2: – Who are your 11. sources? Who are your sources? I'm okay. kidding.
0: My sources?
1: I, I would know. I'm really, I am, I'm really
2: hearing – I think – I've been, I've, been I've, I've, I've been hearing that Robbie Ashford's really struggling. He can't – he can't complete oh, really? passes. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's got some – he's one of the better athletes, I think, similar to to Alabama's quarterback. Um, okay. Fantastic runner, strong guy, fantastic athlete, but can he make the simple 10-yard out? I, I don't
1: know if I trust him. Alabama's quarterback is also massive in size. He's a He's a big, big guy, guy. yeah. yeah but no, falls Thomas, falls. I
2: mean, Ashford, he kind of reminds you of that Malik vibe. He, he plays like him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you, if you can get that production out of him, I'm with you. It'd be awesome to see.
0: Yeah, Josh Pate was the source, so I feel like Josh Pate's pretty knowledgeable, so I'll go with what he says, but yeah, no, I agree on that one. good news, though, for y'all, Cody, is y'all were minus 11 in turnovers last year. I think a lot of positive regression is going to come from that. Ultimately, I think Hugh Freeze will get things rolling here, and Auburn wins six to seven games, possibly even eight games. Ben, what do you say?
1: All right, so I I have Auburn finishing last in the West. It's not not because – it's just because you're in the toughest division in college football. I don't think they're going to be horrible, because I think Hugh Freeze is a very good coach. I just think it's too much rip and replace for one year. And I know that the transfer portal does make it easier, but we have really seen teams since this transfer portal take off, and we're going to see teams because I think Colorado is going to be pretty bad as well. We've seen teams, when you replace your whole offensive line, which I think, Auburn plays three out of the five or four out of the five. It's hard to gel and get consistency with a bunch of new faces on the offensive line. I think Auburn's secondary is going to shock people this year. I think they will be able to create more turnovers. That's why I don't think Auburn will be horrible. I think they'll be in a lot of games. I just don't think they'll be great at closing out games offensively. Um, if, If you want a theme for the entire SEC, this doesn't cover every single team. It covers almost all of them. What the hell are you going to get out a quarterback play? There are so many teams in the SEC that you look at, and it's like, Alabama, what are you getting out of your quarterbacks? Texas A&M, we saw a little bit of Connor Wegman last year. He looked good in flashes. He looked like a true freshman in flashes. Ole Miss, we don't know who's playing. Uh, Auburn, we don't know who's playing. Kentucky has a transfer, and we'll get to that. Florida, what's happening at Florida? Like There are so many teams in the SEC that you can't confidently say that they have a good quarterback. That's why I think Auburn struggles this year. I think once Hugh gets all of his guys in there, and I don't think it'll take long, I think next year they'll be way better. I think year three they'll be really good because I do believe in Hugh Freeze. I just think it's too much rip and replace this year in a really tough conference. Being the worst team in the SEC West isn't as bad as saying you did come in last. You can win seven games and come in last place in this conference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going mean, to be interesting to see what happens here for Auburn. Auburn's definitely, I mean, like Ben said, there's a lot of question marks on a lot of teams inside of the SEC. Let's keep it rolling here, boys. And Auburn's depth, good...
1: Kobe, I, Cody, I think you've texted me that Auburn's depth, depth does scare you a little bit this year.
2: Yeah, like our talent's way better than last year. So like Correct. They don't, yeah. I don't, I'll be here to fight the, the you know, we're not going to sit the fight the division, you know, rankings. That's your opinion. But yeah, from that perspective, like our first, our first strings in the depth chart, much better than last year, but the moment someone gets hurt,
1: we're going to be struggling. So, I mean, that's where the depth. Yeah. I think at. there's more talent. I, I think there's the more run, talent.
2: Remind of a schedule. That's how it Correct. is. Correct.
1: I think the lack of depth and just so many new faces, it's hard to put so many new faces and get consistency every single week.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's going be interesting to see what happens down in the plains this upcoming season. Already know Cody will be, will be keeping us in touch, everything going on down there. Let's talk about him, though, guys. We've hinted at him plenty of times. Let's talk about Texas A&M Aggies. Tech A&M obviously had a very disappointing season last year of going 1-5 in, in close games. They returned 20 starters for this upcoming season, including 26 players that were top 100 overall recruits. Connor Wegman will take over as the full-time starting quarterback this season. They open the season up against New Mexico. Then we'll figure out what they're made of at Miami in Week 2. They take on UL Monroe as well. They get Auburn, Arkansas, Alabama all at home at Tennessee South Carolina is going to be at home as well at Ole Miss. And they say Mississippi State, Abilene Christian at LSU. I'll start us out on Texas A&M this time around. Look, Texas A&M, Phil Steele currently has him as his number two surprise team and number one most improved. I think Texas A&M is going to be a much better team this season. Evan Stewart, he got hurt last year, as did Anais Smith. I think Evan Stewart might actually be the best wide receiver in the entire SEC. I'm ready to go ahead and put that title on him. And Connor Wegman, too, didn't have a single turnover in the games he played in, including that upset victory against LSU last season. I think Texas A&M, things are looking up. I just want to be sure that Jimbo's going to give reins of the offense over to Bobby Petrino. From what I was listening to at SEC Media Days, everybody was was peppering Jimbo with questions about the offense, and he would not budge and give up a single thing about how this offense is going to look this upcoming season. Jimbo's still calling plays. I think we're going to see the same BS we've seen in College Station the last couple years. If Jimbo's not calling plays, I think Texas A&M can really get the offense rolling and tap into all the talent that they have dj durkin in his second year as defensive coordinator i think he's going to do a lot better job with this defensive unit i don't see how texas a&m doesn't win eight games this upcoming season i think that everybody's kind of counting him out saying they're overrated as as always but i think this texas a&m team has way too much talent to be this bad jimbo surely can't squander this much talent right cody
2: yeah what do you mean What do you, what do you mean we've seen him do it he's like He's been, he's been sitting on talent for the last, I think, for the last two years. He's had a really good talented roster. Um, I, You know, look, if you watch his offenses from the team he won with in 2013 at FSU to today, the game has completely changed. Um, he was sitting in high formations, single back, throwing, you know, quick slant passes with Jameis to, you know, had all the weapons he could imagine on the offensive side at FSU. Um, he has not adjusted the way that he schemes his offensive play calling. Um, And I think people have caught on to that personally. I think he's one of the best quarterback coaches still, but you can tell the best quarterbacks don't want to play for him because he, it it takes a lot of nonsense to play with that guy. To answer your question. I I don't know. I I think they have one of the, I say this a lot. I feel like they're the most talented team in the West. I I think they are more talented than LSU. I just don't think they'll put it together. Um, I have them going eight and four, nine and three with a ceiling of 11 and one. They could go 11 and 1. Jimbo right. could surprise people with this roster. He had the, one of the best recruiting classes in the country the last two years.
1: Of I mean, all time. Talent, right? Yeah, of all time, right? So, second of all time, I think.
2: Thomas, can he waste this talent? He can. Will he? We'll find out. I don't know. That's the biggest question mark of a team yep. in the SEC. I can't speak much on it because I just don't, I have no idea.
0: I agree with you. I think they're a huge question mark. Ben, you think they're a huge he- question mark as well?
1: Yeah. Um, I th- I haven't finished in third in the West. I agree with what Cody said. I think around the 9-3 and three mark with the potential to be 11-1, and one, I, I don't think they get 11-1. and one, But, I mean, listen, Connor Wegman, uh, more consistent and definitely more talented than the last two quarterbacks they had, and one of them, Haynes King, beat Alabama somehow. Um, Con- Max Johnson and, and Haynes King were the last two quarterbacks that I can – I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. And Wegman was a five-star – yeah, wide receiver room. They are one of the most talented teams in the country in terms of recruiting. Defensive line. They're one of the most talented teams in the country. This is. There's so much chaos at A and M. There's no leadership at A and M. Between DJ Durkin, and Bobby Petrino and uh, and Jimbo Fisher. I mean, you might as well hire Rick Pitino as your basketball coach. Like, <laughs> there's too much going on at A and M. There's too many talking heads. Everyone knows for a fact that when Bobby, when things go south for Bobby Petrino, when his offenses don't look good, he pouts and he quits. And in some cases, he runs away in the middle of the night on teams. Jimbo Fisher is not a leader. He's not. He's a good offensive coach that has never been willing to give up the reins. He says he's giving, giving up to Bobby Petrino. What happens if this team has two losses by the time... Uh, I don't have their schedule pulled up. Give me a second. What, what happens uh, by the time they get to at Tennessee? What happens if they have two losses, right? You think Jimbo's going to sit there and let someone who's losing games call plays? No. He's going to go to that press conference. He's going to blame his offense because that's what he does best. And then they'll sink. His teams follow his personality. If you remember last year when things went south for a and and his press conferences got ugly, a and season spiraled. It's who Jimbo Fisher is.
0: Ben, you had probably, might have had the quote of the podcast right there. I love that. That was actually hilarious. Let's keep things moving, though, guys. I know we, I'm sorry for the Mississippi State fans tuning in. We're probably not going to get to Mississippi State on today's podcast. The state of
2: Mississippi is irrelevant. I,
0: it always I, will be.
1: I kind of want to say something real quick about Mississippi State. They're going to be good. They're going to
2: be good. Yeah, too. I got them
1: finishing fourth in this conference. I think they have one, one of, not the, not number one. I think they have one of the most underrated quarterbacks in college football in Will Rogers. If you look at his stats over the last couple of years, last year was not Leach. Was the Leach offense, I'm sure. He's borderline breaking records every single season. It's what he's, he's like Colt Brennan. He's at a nobody's school, and he breaks records, and he moves the ball. The problem with Mississippi State has always been when they play the big boys, their talent is just overmatched, overshadowed. Against all the middle of the pack, against... A and m against Arkansas against Auburn, Ole Miss, I think these are very winnable games for this Mississippi state team this year. I haven't finished in fourth in the West.
0: I'll just say this real quick about Mississippi State. I do agree with you Ben that's typically how it is Robra Rob, Thomas though transferred to Georgia their top wide receiver target, and I don't like the fact that Zach Arnett's bringing a power run coach to deal with what he has left over, which was a air raid offensive line so. I don't know. I don't think that's going to work out. It'll be interesting. But they don't have a
1: talent at receiver regardless. Yeah, exactly. It'll they bring more understand. balance to the offense, and I think Will Rogers is a good college football quarterback.
0: I agree with you on that part. Will Rogers definitely is a beast. Let's talk about the last team that we have over here, guys, a team that a lot of people are picking as their dark horse, team that everybody is so high on, K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders in the backfield. Arkansas has four starters back on offense, six starters back on defense. Last season, this team was rolling until K.J. Jefferson went down. Dan Enos will take over as offensive coordinator as Kendall Bryles is gone. They've started out the season with Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. They play at LSU. They get Texas A&M at home at Ole Miss, at Alabama. They play Mississippi State at home at Florida. Then they get Auburn, FIU, and Missouri all home to finish out the season. Cody, how are the, how's things going to go for the Hogs this season?
2: Seven and five.
0: Seven and five. I
2: see four losses in a row. I see them playing at LSU at yeah. loss. I see them losing to Texas A&M at home. I see them losing at, Mississippi, at Ole Miss, and then I see them – Losing at Alabama, that's four straight games. I see them losing, and then I see them losing possibly at Florida, losing to my squad at Auburn. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not high on KJ Jefferson. What's he prove? He runs the ball. He's a big dude. They run a really nice RPO with them. Um, I'm sure their offensive line is great with that head coach they got, Pittman. Um, when I say great, above average. I, I don't. I'm gonna. I don't want to be too mean on these these irrelevant states of Mississippi and Arkansas, but. I just don't buy these schools. Like, I just don't think they're they're gonna go seven and five, eight and four, nine and three. They'd be celebrating in the streets in, in yep. Fayetteville. So I don't. That's my that's my rant on them.
0: Cody, I was actually, you know, like on the surface level when I was doing my research, you know, everything's pretty high on KJ, Rocket Sanders. Apparently their center's like a first-team All-SEC and whatnot. I was like, okay, maybe they'll be decent. I did more research, and I came to the same conclusion as you. Like, I'm not really seeing where the love is outside of that. They play a pretty hard schedule, honestly. Out of the conference, they should sweep. But in conference, I mean, the fact they have to play at Florida, that's not an easy game at all. I don't really see the cupcakes on their schedule. They play plenty of tough road games. I mean, we saw how bad they were last year when KJ Jefferson got hurt. I could see the exact same thing. They have a great home field advantage, but if KJ Jefferson ain't out there, I just don't see it the same way. There's not a ton of talent at the wide receiver position. I mean, they lost a lot on offense, and Kendall Bryles, I think, is a very good coordinator. They had the worst defense in the SEC last year. They gave up 90 plays of 20 yards plus. That was the worst mark in all of college football. While I do think they have a good head coach, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Arkansas miss a bowl game. Ultimately, though, I think 6-6 and is what happens.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm 66, 7-5, I think 8-4 and 4 at best. Um, yeah, I, I think Rocket Raheem Rocket-Sanders, I think you could put him as the best running back in the SEC if you didn't want to put the old Miss kid in Judkins. But, I, yeah, I think Dan Enos is a horrible hire. Um, he is one of the Alabama former coaches that Saban, quote-unquote, kicked out of the school. Um, he went to uh he was at Miami i think when Gaddis was there it was a disaster he was at Texas you should google a story type in Dan Enos uh stripper he got caught with a, a monkey and a stripper there's a story there um i don't see it with Arkansas uh, i i get i actually i don't get the hype i think we see Anthony Richardson get drafted really high people yeah. still think big tall quarterbacks are Cam Newton like he's not he's not Anthony Richardson He's nowhere near Cam Cam Newton's left leg. When he plays these good teams at LSU, at Alabama, at Florida, Auburn this year, Mississippi State, his game goes in the shadows a little bit. And when he plays BYU last year, when the team puts up 49 points, yeah, you could have seven total touchdowns. Congrats. It's BYU. I don't see it.
0: Yeah, Ben, let's also mention, too, Dan Enos was at one point in time was at a new school every single year for six straight years. So that's the yeah. guy you got coming in calling plays for him. Anyway, let's continue now. Let's go over to the other side of the SEC. We knocked out our SEC uh, West. We'll be back, obviously, to tell you guys who our champion is from this side and who's going to play in the conference championship game. we got to start things out, though, with the reigning national champions back-to-back. I know all of us hate this team, but we got to start talking with them first. Kirby Smart in the Georgia Bulldogs currently guys for this upcoming season Georgia starts the season out playing cupcakes and that's pretty much the theme of the whole season they play a joke of a schedule with their hardest games going to be at Tennessee and Knoxville and they get Ole Miss to come to their house other than that there's not really any hard games on this entire schedule Georgia has six starters back on offense, seven back on defense it looks like Carson Beck's going to take over and run this Mike Bobo run offense Ben, take us away on the dogs this upcoming season
1: yeah Obviously, insane talent. Um, really, the only thing to talk about is the theme that I said of the SEC quarterback play. Um, no one knew what they were getting out of Stetson Bennett when Stetson Bennett showed up. And I would say his first year as a full time starter, he was a little rocky. Second year, he was, he became, honestly, he became a legend of the SEC. Um, I think just because Carson Beck was more talented out of high school and typically scouts these days do know what they're talking about, I don't think it means anything. Now, I think he's in a great situation. I think he's got I think he's got the second best player in college football in Brock Bowers. Um I think he has better receivers when they bring in Dominic Lovett from Missouri and Ra Thomas from Mississippi State, and you also bring back I, I mean, he is very slept on. He's going to have probably no NFL career, but as a college football wide receiver, Lad McConkey has put up some big numbers. I think everything's there for Carson Beck to be good. The schedule's a joke. He could play a C game in this team probably. Uh, if he played a C game in every single game, Georgia might lose one game. It might be at Tennessee, but that would mean Joe Milton has to play an A-plus game. Um, yeah, their season comes down to at Tennessee. We'll see what Ole Miss looks like when they visit Athens. I'm not holding my breath. And then the SEC championship. So I think it's a good position for Carson Beck to be in. Um, Georgia absolutely is a dynasty in college football, and they're the kings of the SEC. I think they're going to go undefeated in the regular season. I don't think that's a hot take at all. Um, But we'll see. We'll see what Tennessee can, can challenge them with. Last year, Tennessee had all the hype in the world. I think you could say Tennessee probably had more talent last year, and they showed up in Athens, and they got destroyed a little bit of a weather game, but I don't think just because you go home and you get them at home this year means you have any more of a fighting chance. You know, I I see an undefeated season for the dogs.
0: Cody, what say you about the dogs this upcoming season?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest,
0: Oh, you love seeing a Ronald Acuna hit,
2: don't you? Um, you, uh, the biggest thing about Georgia and, you know, obviously my dad's dad's a huge UGA fan. So we discuss them a lot. um, and he mentions it, and I, I don't really – is how big of a role their OC had in, in the last three years um, and how elite he was of a play caller. He, he was someone that you know people really – he was in the shadows, obviously some of the best offensive lines um, in college football that he had with Stetson and some really talented weapons with Brock Bowers and other people outside. But I have seen this guy coach for 20 years – And I know how this cookie crumbles. And I know Barry Gorowitz would say the same thing. I think what is going to – I have so to answer your question. I have Georgia going 12-0. and I have them losing in the SEC championship game to LSU.
1: Um, Just so you guys know, if I can interject real quick, Cody and I, obviously, if you know us, grew up Georgia fans. We used to be able – I used to look at my dad. He goes, you ready for the run up the middle? And it was a run up the middle. That's, it's that's Mike. It's opinion. Mike Bobo who he's talking about. He might have learned some things, obviously, but the Bobo we know of is very predictable.
2: Yep, I, I think Mike Bobo will, will hold Georgia back. That's that's my opinion. I don't think he is a, uh, a modern play caller. I think he's ten years, fifteen years behind. I don't think he has adjusted. I actually got to see him call plays at Auburn his first year under Harson. Um, it was an it was just brutal, um, but. That's my biggest thing, Thomas. I think they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs to someone. Uh, I think they'll lose. They'll go 12-0 in the regular season and lose in the SEC championship. All because I don't buy into their play calling, and I think their QB is a question mark. And in, my last comment is, I've been the biggest hater of and Bennett for the last three years, and I will finally publicly give him his kudos. Um, I do think I would love to see him say how good his team was instead of talking about himself all the time. But... Uh, the numbers he put up, the throws he put in the Final Four last year, he was really elite, man, and um, he really made that Georgia team just – Made a lot of big throws in yeah, fourth quarters. Yeah, that Ohio State, State game was just – I don't see Carson Beck doing that, but maybe I'll be wrong. We'll find him play out. We'll see him play out.
0: Yeah, I think that y'all hit the nail home personally. I think there's going to be a huge drop off in the offense. I think Munkin was a solid coordinator. I mean, that's the reason why the Ravens picked him up and he's gone to the NFL. I think that Stetson Bennett doesn't get the credit he deserves for being how good of a quarterback he was. His team definitely was stacked up. But I think Stetson Bennett, probably the best quarterback to ever walk through those doors there. Maybe not talent-wise, but what he did on the field, he's definitely the best quarterback they've ever had. That's why they won two national championships with him. Ultimately, I think George is going to lose. I feel like they're going to lose one game. I think like there's going to be one slip up where Mike Bobo does a terrible job calling plays and they can't get the offense going. Kind of like what happened that year with Jake Fromm when they lost to South Carolina. I could see them getting caught one time. I think they go to the SEC championship and lose, or I think it's like you said, Cody, where they go to the SEC championship game, they lose, and they go to the nat- go to the Final Four and they get smacked in those games. Because I mean, realistically, like y'all said, they can play their worst games and still win in the in the situations with how easy the schedule is. I mean, the Georgia defense is going to be nasty. They're massive in the trenches. I mean, they literally are the top three unit at every single spot on on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Georgia's going to probably going to go eleven and one, twelve and zero in the regular season. So I think we're all on the same page there with the Dogs. Not much more needs to be said. Let's talk about a team who finally broke through last year. The Tennessee Volunteers finally had a good season for what felt like the first time in ages. They opened the season playing the Virginia Cavaliers, and they play Austin P at florida than utsa in conference they play their crossover games they always play alabama they're at alabama this year in a very hyped up game they get texas a&m at home they get georgia at home and they also play uconn as well in the non-conference i'll start us out here with tennessee look guys i am i think tennessee is going to have terrible regression this year under nine and a half wins is my second heaviest bet in the college football offseason as things stand right now Tennessee, I think Hinton Hooker doesn't get as much credit as he deserves for what he did last year. I've seen stats. Hinton Hooker, two seasons, had top ten college football touchdown-to-interception ratio seasons. This guy was crazy efficient. He was damn good in this offense. Joe Milton, while he does have a big arm, Joe Milton can just as easily come out here and overthrow receivers and look like a chump. They only have five starters back on offense, seven back on defense. You lose Jalen Hyatt, who won the uh, Bolitnikoff Award. You lose Cedric Tillman. Both these guys are gone to the NFL. They're plus 11 in turnovers and 3-0 and in close games. But let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. They have no all-SEC first or second team defenders. I mean, they play a pretty tough crossover schedule for all the reasons I said. They lost so much of this team from last year. I think this is an 8-4 and four football team. I still think Hypool is going to have a high-powered offense, but I think Joe Milton is going to have some games where he comes out and throws three interceptions, and you all know what's going to happen as well. There could be some co- quarterback controversy if things come off the rails. Cody, we know you're a mom, Tennessee alumni, and huge fan. What do you think about the volunteers? I know you got some good insider information on them for us. <laughs> yeah
2: my mom wouldn't agree with you because she's so biased but um
0: well yeah, I love my mom I love actually I love
2: Tennessee I think they're a really fun school I love visiting there it's my second favorite team now it's tier for um because I want them to be Georgia obviously so um I think Tennessee schedule is absolutely putrid dude this is so hard um it kind of looks like an old Auburn schedule to me um what you're not talking about is and this is a Tennessee. I know this is a new coach new era but they never, they, they like really struggle against Florida historically. Um, and they have them on the road week three. I think that's an upset game to watch out for. Uh, Tennessee usually really struggles against Florida. Um, uh, Texas AM at home, really good game. South Carolina at home, good game. They'll lose to Alabama on the road. Alabama will definitely have that game scheduled after last year. Um, they're at Kentucky people are high on kentucky for some reason I, i'm not obviously so i'll have them i have them going nine and three thomas i think you're under nine and a half should hit by a half i think that's a really good wager by you um eight and four I don't. when i say nine and three i think that's like a ceiling um i think eight and four is more realistic nine and three i don't see them being georgia i don't know man i think it all comes down to milton and this has been our topic of conversation it's really just quarterback play right can he compete with how hooker played and if he can you know, I think they'll probably put up some really insane numbers and we might see a different Tennessee team than what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. Out outside of Georgia, I think it's a battle of who can get the most consistent play out of their quarterback. The other reason I say outside of Georgia is because I think the East competition won't challenge them as much. Um, but yeah, they lost two NFL receivers. They still have brew McCoy, former five-star went to USC. He's very good. Um, I believe in Heupel's offense play style because it's just rinse and repeat at Tennessee. It's it's what he's done, and it's been everywhere he's ever been. He just needs to start, and he is. He's recruiting more to his strengths. Obviously, Nico coming in and some five-star receivers coming in. Um, if you go back to Heupel's coaching resume, okay? 2016, he was at Mizzou as the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. Drew Locke was the quarterback there I would say as a coach he did a damn good job with drew lock um then he goes to UCF as a head coach we know how successful UCF was under him and just in a couple of years at Tennessee he's done what some would consider is the unthinkable he dethroned Alabama that curse is over I just don't see it this year you I think they do come in second in the east but the east is just so bad um I think they struggle just like everyone else is going to struggle in the SEC. I think inconsistent quarter, quarterback play, and they have a hard schedule. So I, I don't see much from Tennessee, but they get the dogs in Knoxville this year. So if they can be really good and mistake free football until that game, I guess you never know. But I, I, I don't see I don't see them being as good as they were last year.
0: Yeah, I think we're all on the same page here with Tennessee this upcoming season. Let's keep it moving, guys. We've been rolling now for about an hour, and luckily we're finally winding down at the bottom part of the uh, SEC. In an effort to save time, guys, we're not going to talk about Vandy or Missouri. Do you all have any thoughts you want to share with those about those two teams real quick as we keep moving?
2: Yeah, Missouri got the top defensive end in the country yesterday, and I ranted to Ben yesterday. Why would anyone go to Missouri? And play Money. I don't. Talk. So is Alabama A&M. Go good a And M? You want to make money? Alabama's not money.
1: offering every every kid the most amount of money possible.
2: I know, but what's a million and one point two? What's the difference? I guess two hundred. But
1: two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <obviously.
0: Also laughs> Wait, is he from Missouri? I, did, I missed that.
1: No, I don't believe so.
0: That's it. Doesn't damn, make sense. Yeah, that really doesn't make any sense. We might have to look into that one a little bit more.
2: I have. I have. Them they're, them
0: have they're comparing him to Miles Garrett.
1: Yeah, that's so I. Uh, I have two, I guess, surprise teams in the SEC. One of, I think Mizzou will be better than people do kind of think. But I think it's because the East is so bad.
0: Yeah, I think they're 6-6. Six and six. I think they're a bull team, you know. I think that's about what will happen. Um, let's talk about, though, a team. I mean, look, we would honestly talk about Missouri, but I know there's just not a ton of Missouri fans that probably listen to our podcast. So let's talk about a team that probably does have a decent bit of fans listening to the podcast. We're talking about the Florida Gators here. Florida Gators in their second year... Under um, wh- how am I drawing a blank on their coach's name? Help me out here. Billy Napier. Napier. I can't believe I drew a drew blank on Napier's name. Graham Mertz is transferring in here from Wisconsin to play quarterback. Six starters back on offense, five back on defense. They take on three opponents off buys as well. Um, they play at Utah to start the season out. Then they play McNeese State, Tennessee, Charlotte at Kentucky. They get Vandy at South Carolina, Georgia, Arkansas at LSU, at Missouri, and my Florida State Seminoles to close out the season. Ben, what do you think about the Gators this upcoming season? Is Graham Mertz going to see any difference than how bad he was when he was at Wisconsin?
1: Probably not. Um, I will say, though, I have read there's a little bit of health concerns with Cam Rising. He had off-season surgery, and I don't think he's practicing every day in Utah right now. Um, if he can't go week one, that's a problem, and, and that's a game where that spread's going to move. I think it's eight and a half. I think Utah's a favorite by eight and a half or seven and a half right now. That's If he's out, that's coming inside of the touchdown number. So if you do think Florida has a chance in that game, I would possibly take it now because I don't think the number is going up from here. And I think if Cam Rising's not 100%, I think the number comes down. Um, yeah, so I have a future bet on Florida. Under five and a half wins. Okay. I think this is going to be brutal. I think it's going to be bad. I think Billy Napier, he is recruiting really well, but it, those guys aren't playing right now. Um, Graham Mertz duped every scout that ever looked at him. Uh, because he was the highest-rated quarterback in Wisconsin history, which I'm sure they don't have a long list of great quarterbacks recently, but he is one of the worst college football quarterbacks that I have ever seen play at a Power 5 school. He was that bad. I cannot believe he was considered a 4-and-5 star at one point. I don't think the Florida has all the weapons that they need around him to be good. I don't know if Billy Napier is a good coach. Their schedule is hard. I I I took under 5.5 wins at Florida, or it was— You'll have to double check me. Whatever their win total is, I have under. It's either five and a half or it's six and a half, but I'm pretty sure it's five and a half.
0: I'm pretty sure it's six and a half, Ben, but I could be wrong. Um, Cody, what do you think about the Gators this upcoming season?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel really bad for Billy Napier. He came in at a really shitty time. I, I do think Florida is an elite program, and their recruiting shows that. I think their 2024 class is the number three in the country right now. Um, I think Florida fans need to have the Florida State mentality. Uh, in the aspect of you need to be patient, um, you know, because you don't have the talent right now. He came into a really bad situation after Dan Mullen, um, and with this roster, like I don't, I don't care if Kirby Smart was coaching this team, they're they're going six and six, five and seven. Um, so that's my thoughts on it. I, I think, I think they are two or three years away. I personally think they are farther away than Auburn in the aspect because their talent 100% agree. on the offensive side is so bad, Thomas. It's like, I think, Ben, I don't even need to rant more on Mertz. I couldn't agree more with him. It's just like, I don't, I, I don't, for him to be their QB1 says enough for me of where his Florida program is right now. So I got, I got, you're going to laugh. I have them four and eight, five and seven. I, I have them as the worst team in the SEC, possibly worse than Vanderbilt.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at Kenny that wind turtle.
0: Yeah, part of me says that, like, we're writing them off and underestimating them. We shouldn't do that. But at the same time, like, the fact that what, you hit the nail on the head, Graham Mertz is going to be this team's starting quarterback. Graham Mertz is terrible. Like, he looked absolutely awful at Wisconsin. How is he going to do better playing against even uh, stepping up in talent? I mean, the SEC is the top of talent in all of college football. He's not playing these inept Big Ten teams every single week. He's playing against the best of the best. I don't see it at all. Their defense was 129th and third down rate last year. They played in, play the actually played the number one hardest schedule in all of college football this up upcoming season like i said three opponents off buys they also led the f the uh fbs last year in an explosive rushing rate a lot of that had to do with anthony richardson anthony richardson's not back there anymore i think it's kind of like y'all said they're definitely going to build something here at florida but i think this is going to be a really bad season i would be shocked to see florida go bowling this year i think it's going to be a tough stuff scene for him this upcoming season We're almost done, guys. We only have two other teams left here that we really need to talk about in the SEC before we get to the good stuff. Let's talk about the Kentucky Wildcats. Mark Stoops always does solid with this program. They bring back ten starters on offense. Devin Leary replaces Will Levis. Five starters back on defense. Their offensive line has 82% of their snaps back. I feel like this defense, guys, also, too, has a high floor, as they typically do. They play Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron. Some real juggernauts outside of conference. Then after that, they play at Vanderbilt. They get Florida at Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, at Mississippi State, Alabama at home, at South Carolina, and at Louisville. I think this is going to be the most typical season that we see every single year under Stoops, seven, eight wins for them. I think Devin Leary is definitely an upgrade over Will Levis at the quarterback position. I think that they also have their offensive coordinator back. They had a couple years ago when they had their best offense. I think this is just going to be like, you know, the post. I like teams that are post-hype years. This is the post-hype Kentucky year when they don't have Levis anymore. I think this is a seven, eight-win football team.
2: I think they're – yeah, I'll make it quick. 7A wins, uh, and Kentucky fans will tell you how great they are, and it's just annoying.
1: Stoops is a good coach, though. Yeah. I mean,
2: sure. If For what he's seven, working eight, with. 7 eight wins is cool. I mean, Kentucky's
1: a Kentucky, – It's
2: a basketball money, school.
1: Man. It's a basketball
2: school. Yeah. Hey, we're what good. is
1: – we're not getting into basketball. Um, I have Kentucky finishing second pos- – or third, possibly second in this division. They get Tennessee at home. Which is why I think they they can come in second in this conference. I would say their skill positions skill position players, running back, receivers, they're not great, but Devin Leary's probably worked with worse, uh, coming from NC State. I think the offensive line will be good for him. I like Stoops as a coach. That's I'll leave it at that. But um again, what are you gonna get out of Devin Leary? I think if he has the best year of his career, I think this could be an eight nine win team. If he plays kind of like how he plays, where he has great games and bad games, seven to eight, six to seven to eight wins. Like, it's just the quarterback consistency is how this conference is going to go.
0: 100%, Ben. There's a lot of question marks at quarterback in this conference. We'll talk about a school who actually has one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. That would be Spencer Rattler over here at South Carolina. The Gamecocks. Look look a lot different from last year. Six starters back on offense, four back on defense. Shane Beamer did solid, though, in his second year, pulling a lot of upset wins, including playing Notre Dame tough in their bowl game. They have a new offensive coordinator. Um, ultimately, their schedule looks pretty tough as they play North Carolina to start the season off at a neutral site. They get Furman at home at Georgia, Mississippi State at Tennessee, Florida at the house. At Missouri, at Texas A&M, they play Jacksonville State in an out-of-conference game. Then they also play Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and the big one against Clemson at the end of the season. Guys, South Carolina, another six and six football team in the SEC, or do you all think that they can do better?
1: Better, I think they're winning week. I think they're winning week one against Brilliant. UNC. I, listen, I, I wish some of those guys would have stayed, but I don't blame them for going. Florida State, um, Jaheim Bell, the tight end, running back, receiver, whatever you want to call him. Uh, would have been a big help for this team. I, I think Spencer Rattler is very interesting. Now, like I said before, scouts in these days are very good at their job. They don't get a ton wrong. They've gotten Rattler wrong so far, but I encourage both of you to go look at the last three games that he played last season. It was against Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame in the bowl game. The numbers that Spencer Rattler was able to pull up in those games, now let me preface, they meant almost nothing. Beating Tennessee meant a lot because it ruined Tennessee's season. Beating Clemson, actually I take that back, it meant a lot. Beating Clemson, didn't they beat Clemson last year?
0: Yeah, they beat Clemson.
1: Yeah, so beating Tennessee, huge. Beating Clemson broke that curse. I think they lost to Notre Dame in the bowl game because I remember Freeman, that was his first game coaching. Rattler can put a big numbers, boys. Uh, Shane Beamer is a coach where he's very energetic with his players. I think that will be beneficial. To, they just don't necessarily have great talent for them to really compete with a quarterback like Rattler. But I think they're going to be better than last year. Uh, and they're coming off some great wins with Rattler. I like the confidence he has coming into the season. He finally has an offensive coordinator that's sticking with him, a coach that has his back. I think he's going to play with a lot of confidence this year, and we'll see if that five star talent that scouts loved at some point can come out at all. Because he's got a lot to prove if he wants to play in the NFL.
0: Agreed on that one, Cody. What do you think about the Cox this upcoming year? I love
1: Spencer
2: Eller. I love his cockiness. I love his attitude. I'm with. I'm with Ben. He's an interesting fellow. I think he's finally figured out college. It took him about five years, um, but I think he
1: I took think- Bo Nix six.
2: Yeah, that's my Heisman right there. You're talking about him, but um, I, I do think I do think South Carolina—they're going to be my two or three team. Uh, I, I have them doing very well, eight and four. I, I consider that very well in the season. So eight and four. Um, I think that they'll have a really good year. I believe in Shane Beamer. Uh, the fans are really around him, man. They love him at South Carolina, and as they should. He's finally recruiting him back in the uh, you know spurrier days. So him beating Clemson. Um, Him having that recruiting momentum, uh, keeping Spencer Rattler, I do wish, to Ben's point, having some of those guys stay would be nice, but I'll make this quick. We've been on this pod forever, so eight and four.
0: I'm saying seven and five here. I think they lost a lot from the team last year. They also played the second-hardest schedule in all of college football. Uh, Shane Beaver, though, I think is a great coach, and I think he's building something good here. I agree with what you guys said completely about Rattler. They're going to run a more up-tempo offense this year, and their defense is aggressive and blitzes a lot. Unfortunately, though, they didn't result in a lot of pressure rate and a lot of sacks. I think they're going to play some high-scoring games. I think they'll be one of the more fun teams to watch in the SEC, but ultimately I think this is like a seven-win team. I feel pretty confident that's where it'll come in at. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all we got for every single team individually. Let's talk about our conference player of the year. Ben, you're up first. Who's your conference player of the year and why?
1: Brock Bowers, second best player in college football behind Caleb Williams. The dude can do everything. Um, yeah, Brock Bowers, nothing. There's literally nothing he can't do. I
0: think that's pretty fair. Cody, what about you? Sorry. Can you repeat that question? Player of the year or behind? Yeah, no conference player of the year. Conference player of the year is Brock Bowers Okay. Um,
2: or Harold Park, Harold Perkins. I mean, he's, he's going to be elite, but I think the uh, only reason I said it's offensive players usually win that always. So.
0: Yeah. No, I would have gone with Harold Perkins, but for the same reason, I think offensive players win. I'm going to break the sweep here. I'm actually going to go with Jaden Daniels. Apparently he put on 20 pounds of muscle. I think that him in this LSU offense is stacked up. I think LSU is going to win the conference. So I'm going to go with the best player on the best team here, and I'm going to take Jaden Daniels to go ahead and get it done for that. Let's talk about our SEC championship game. Cody, you alluded to it first. We know you got LSU playing in this game. I assume you're going LSU versus Georgia. Who you got winning and why? I
2: have LSU-Georgia. Uh, I have an 11-1 and LSU team going against a 12-0 Georgia team. Uh, I have both of them going to the playoff with LSU winning the SEC championship by 10 points. Uh, I got my score at 27-17. Okay. Ben, what do you say I don't you? know why I just didn't score, but I,
1: just <laughs> saw I have, I have the exact same thing. I have a twelve and 0 Georgia losing to an eleven and one LSU team in the SEC championship. There you go, folks. I did not pick Alabama. Wow,
0: wow! I can't remember the last time Ben didn't pick Alabama. I'm going to give us the sweep here, though, on this one. I also have LSU coming in at ten and two, beating a twelve and to eleven and one Georgia team in this game. I think this. I think LSU is going to be a two-loss team getting in the Final Four after they pull off that one, though. So, give me LSU to West get into. Question for you,
2: Thomas. Yeah. Does the committee? Does the committee put, put Georgia in after losing to a ten-and-two LSU team?
0: Dude, I've been struggling with this every single night. I've been like going back and forth with myself on this one. I am going to say yes. I think they do put Georgia in there. I think that everybody in the pack probably looks how they're. At least
1: two. It probably depends on how their resume looks, right? If they're blowing every team out, even though it is a bad schedule, like if they beat Tennessee by a lot in Knoxville, if they beat Ole Miss by a lot at home, probably looks better. If they have a couple games where they look like Missouri last year, then probably not. I Oops.
0: think odds. I think odds are that there's only going to be. I think there's going to be no undefeated teams. Personally, I think everybody drops at least one game. Let's say, for example, Michigan goes undefeated. I think at that point that a Georgia team that beat everybody on their schedule and lost to LSU one time, I think that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt here and get put in. So I think there's, as of right now, I'm going to say there is two SEC teams. Guys, Cody won't be joining us for another college football podcast, so we want to get his picks for the Heisman Trophy and his Final Four. Cody, who you have winning the Heisman Trophy?
2: So I actually just placed a wager with my boy Jack Pomerantz. He's out in Arizona because I needed the FanDuel odds. But I put, a, I put $150 on Bo uh, at plus eighteen hundred to win the Heisman, um, and this is not biased Auburn Cody talking here. Uh, I actually hated Bo Nix for a while. Um, I think he's just going to ball out in the Pac-12, given his schedule, uh, the offense and the returners they're they're bringing back at Oregon. Their offensive line is fantastic. I think Bo is going to run the ball all over people. I think he's going to pass the ball well. They'll probably go ten and two, lose USC in games like that. But I think I think Bo is going to pop off and have some insane numbers. And I the obvious answer is Caleb Williams. I just don't think they're going to give it to him twice in a row because of just historically, that's not a thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm handing it to Bo Nix based on his stats and being the second really statistic leader behind Caleb Williams.
0: Okay. Don't hate that pick at all. And then Cody, who do you also have for your final four and your national championship? Yeah. So
2: the Heisman obviously was, it's kind of, I would call that a dark horse with Bo. So I wouldn't tell anyone to follow that. I just think the odds are fantastic at plus 1800. Um, For my final four, this is a a really tough one. Um, I have Georgia and LSU, as I've alluded on. Uh, The last two are really difficult. I'm going to throw USC in there. Um, I think USC is going to go and and ball out, Uh, especially with Caleb. I think he's – I'm so high on him. I think – man, I I haven't seen a QB prospect ready for the NFL like that, and I I don't – I really was thinking about that since since forever. Um, Since Andrew Luck? Yeah, Andrew Luck. I don't know. USC. And then the last one, I'm going to say Michigan, Thomas, uh, mostly because of the returners Michigan brings back. Uh, and I don't think Ohio State is going to be great this year. When I say Same. great, I think Penn State is actually going to be a better team than Ohio State. Uh, so um, I'm very high on Penn State. We don't need to go there. But those are my four uh, UGA, LSU, USC, and Michigan. I have. I say saying there i got oh my god i'm about to say it i got michigan playing lsu lsu is going to be the national champion
0: the flowers okay. are
2: coming down baton rouge bah, 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 bah. i'm actually gonna bet on that right after we hang this up i I'm
0: definitely saying. don't hate that at all cody i'm a, I like i like the pick a lot there i think this lsu team is extremely talented um fellas it's been a pleasure we knocked the sec out it was a long one i think we had a lot of good stuff in there um cody we appreciate you hopping on man it's always fun to have you on here we need to get you back on here for nfl season ben
2: appreciate pleasure, we use a lot of podcasts one of these days and i'll come to atlanta
0: oh yeah no for sure we got to get Cody yes, back up here we good. miss having him up here ben pleasure as always my man
1: good chat boys good talk cody we're all tied
0: yeah everyone who tuned in, we don't need that right now we made it too far ben but um all right guys as always we appreciate everybody tuning in we'll be back again later this week Peace.